Hey y'all, this is Kat Jones, your host, and I am here with a very uh, special, very important episode of Queer All Year for February 28th, 2020. And I am joined, as always, by my sound producer and bro, Mick G. Yo, yo, ma. Yo, yo, ma. So, um, I'm dedicating this episode to, um, International Stand Up to Bullying Day. And today, um, is International Stand Up to Bullying Day, and the very first one, uh, was in 2008. And so, um... This popped into my head actually this morning, and so I was surprised then to look at my notes and be like, oh, right. Um, and so I work with kids, and one of them was telling me that she was being bullied, and I take that very seriously. Um, and so I'm not going to say anything else about that, but so that's why it was in my head. And then I got a breaking news alert on my phone about um, a girl being bullied and um, a video of it went by an attack, like a, like she was being bullied and then it turned into an attack by people she thought were her friends. And it was, one of them took a video and it has gone viral. And so she had a very um, important message that she wanted to send to the world um, by coming out and acknowledging this video. Um, and so I wanted to share that, especially since it's so appropriate, since today is uh, International Stand-Up to Bullying Day. Um, I probably should have given a trigger warning at the beginning. Um, this will mention um, attempted and completed suicide of youth um, suicidal ideations, things like that, which come along with bullying. So, um, if that's not something you can handle, um, please feel free to skip this episode. I don't want to do any harm to anyone. Um, so, um, I guess first we'll talk about how International Stand-Up to Bullying Day became a thing, and then I will talk about the incident that happened on video, and then I'm going to go into a few organizations that were created um, in response to um, the suicide, the uh, death by suicide of specific youth um, that kicked off um, the need, the drive for these organizations, which is just terrible that we have to have so many organizations put together. Um, I'm focusing on um, LGBT um, groups specifically, but the story um, that has kicked this off is not LGBT related as far as I know. So um, on the last Friday of February, um, schools and workplaces and organizations um, come together to... Uh, put on the um, International Stand Up to Bullying Day, or they should, if your organization is not doing that, um, consider talking to someone about setting that up. Um, youth will um, are encouraged to wear pink shirts in solidarity um, to 
you know, stand up to bullying. There's not a whole lot that youth can do generally in terms of, you know, standing up and showing solidarity by wearing pink or um, writing love on her wrist or to write love on her arm, something. I'm not a huge fan of that campaign, but, you know, it, it's just signs of solidarity um, is really what the youth can do. They rely on us as adults. And, you know, wearing pink shirts is helpful to their peers, but we need to be doing better, I think. So um, I would like to tell you about this story that came across my breaking news today. Um, And I apologize if um, she doesn't want it to go this viral. I'm not showing the video. I'm not going to link to the video. Um, And she wants to get the word out about how bullying has caused her to become suicidal and it is not acceptable and so I wanted to tell her story. So Lila McDowell lives here in Topeka, Kansas and she was going to our library to meet up with friends but those friends ended up jumping her in an alley across the street from the library and they took video of it. And that video was posted to social media, of course, and it's gone viral. So she wants to come out with her story to express the seriousness of bullying. She says, you do make life really hard and people do kill themselves over bullying and it's not okay. So if you are getting bullied, tell that bully to stop. If you're a bully, you need to stop. And I think those are very powerful words. I think it's... um, brave of her to say if you are getting bullied tell the bully to stop like that says a lot about her as a person I think that she um would be the kind of person to actually say stop bullying me a lot of people I mean that's hard that's a hard thing to do I mean personally when I was bullied in high school I just um I kind of took it and then I went and I hid places um but you know there are a lot of people who are stronger than me. And I feel like the youth coming up right now are just so amazingly strong. It's incredible. It's incredible how strong you all are and you need to realize that. Uh, it blows my mind. I can't even tell you. And I know that doesn't mean anything coming from an adult, it, but someday it will mean something to you and you deserve to live to the point where it means something to you. So more about this story, because I found this um, a little unacceptable. So um, the Topeka Capital Journal, which is our local newspaper, which my mom used to work for, um, reports, Topeka Police Chief Bill Cochran replied Sunday that his department and Topeka Unified School District 501, where we went, responded to the attack on McDowell's daughter using protocols put in place after the state of Kansas in 2016 passed legislation reforming its juvenile justice system. Those protocols arrange for incidents that take place at school or are related to things that happened at school to be handled within the education system instead of within the criminal justice system, the um, police chief said. Uh, He says... It's not like nothing was done, he said, of last month's incident. There were some steps that took place. Cochran said he didn't know specifically what those steps were because, quote, we don't get that information from USD 501. So, that's 
there there were some steps that took place, y'all. There were steps. And uh and now this person, this 12-year-old who beat this girl and who is now suicidal has now been arrested for doing it again, for beating down another girl and it's on video again. So somewhere we're failing basically everybody. And um, that comes from, uh, or that statement is echoed by um, the mother of one of the girls who videotaped it, uh, Samantha Rayton. Rayton? Um, Samantha Rayton is the mom of the girl who recorded Lila being attacked. She said that when she found out what her daughter had done, she was livid. No matter how big or small her role was in the incident, I feel like she was very wrong, said Rayton. I tried to explain to her the way things can take off on social media. She says her daughter has also been bullied, and it's a problem that needs to be addressed by all parents. What can we do to correct it, to prevent it from happening again, says Rayton. What's my role? What's my responsibility to my child? Not just my child, to the other kids too, because it does take all hands on deck. It takes a community to correct a problem this big. And I absolutely agree with that. And I absolutely love when parents of the um, bullies and all that come out and say, I did not raise my child this way because a yeah, a lot of times the kids come from not super great families, but a lot of the time bullying behavior is picked up at school and it is picked up from other bullies who have bullied them into becoming bullies. And there is a chain of violence and it's got to be broken. And how do you break it? You know, we haven't figured that one out here yet. I don't know if we're figuring it out anywhere else. But in Topeka, it's getting worse. And I wanted to talk about all of this because it is just, I, I don't, I, I don't know. I mean, if someone has an idea, um, I would love to hear it. I work with youth in, in many capacities and I worry about them a lot, especially the LGBT kids I work with. I worry a lot. <laughs> and there's not a lot you can really do except to make sure they know that they can trust you and that you're there for them. Uh, but a lot of times kids don't want to come out and say they're bullied or they don't um, want to involve other people or maybe they've tried to tell someone and they didn't believe them and they think no one else will believe them. And it's just a systemic problem. It's just, uh, there's so much um, letting it happen at schools because that's how it's always been. There's so much boys will be boys type stuff going on or, you know, oh, it's a cat fight when girls get, you know, bullied. And it's, um, it's unacceptable. It really is. And we act like it is acceptable. I'm not saying we as in those of us listening to this podcast, because clearly we are decent human beings, but um, there's so much more that can be done. And there's so much, I feel like, training and education that has to be disseminated in order for us to reach that point where 
we're going to be able to understand what to do. And it's going to take putting ourselves back in our mindset of being 12 or being whatever age. And I, that sucks. And putting myself back into the ages of the kids I work with, um, that was not a good time <laughs> in my life anyway. It wasn't a bad time, but it was, I mean, it was the bully time. And that's hard for us as adults to go back there. And I think it's really important that we go back there, especially if we were bullied. We need to understand how trapped it feels. And um, then we have to go and educate ourselves about how it's happening now, because there is a new social media platform every day. I personally don't know how to use Snapchat, and that's not acceptable. I should not be adding the youth I work with out there, and I will not, but I should know how to use Snapchat so I know what avenues uh, bullies are taking to reach the people I'm supposed to be taking care of. Um, so I um, I would like to say directly to Lila and to all kids experiencing bullying, you are worth more than your bullies try to make you feel. And in many situations, bullies are dealing with horrible issues in their lives that make them feel inferior to you. They have to break you down to bring themselves up but don't let that knowledge trick you into having sympathy that makes you think you should allow it. Bullying is never okay, and you need to bring it up to someone before it comes dangerous. It is not your obligation as a victim to have to do that, but where we are in our society, it has to be brought up by the victim, and we need to do better for you. You, um, if the person who doesn't or if the person you tell doesn't believe you or doesn't do anything, do not be afraid to take it to someone else, as many people as you have to. Your parent, your principal, your youth leader, or the police. You can take it directly to the police. We're all here for you. If someone is not here for you, come to one of us who is here for you, and boy, will we blast that person, because that's not okay. Bullying, I take, I take the most ridiculously hard stance on bullying. I don't accept it at all. And I will come down on your principle. I'm not even joking. So if, they, if people don't listen to you, don't believe you, or don't do anything about it, I'm here, just so you know. Um, to adults... Teachers, parents, school officials, after-school programs, camps, everywhere that works with youth, we need to do better. A child should not have to report bullying to us. We should be paying close enough attention that we've already taken actions to stop it the moment we see it. We should be seeing it. We need to stay up to date on social media and the way kids communicate. We need to not add our youth as friends on these outlets, but we need to understand how they work so we can understand how bullying is reaching our kids because it is changing every day. Um, and so for parents, there are a ton of resources online. Um, I did Googling. They're not really keeping up with the changing ways that kids interact with each other and bully each other, mostly because it's just so... It changes so fast. Um, 
basic possible warning signs of bullying in your kids. Um, and these are, looking at these, these are also the symptoms of depression. Um, but in any case, any of these things in your child uh, should be a warning sign of something. But so basic possible warning signs of bullying, your kids acting differently, significantly differently or seeming anxious, um, not eating, not sleeping well, not doing the things they usually enjoy. Um, they're moodier or more easily upset than usual. Um, and or they start avoiding certain situations like they don't want to ride the bus anymore. They don't want to sit near any of the kids in class or, or anything like that. Um, if they're avoiding a situation, there's a reason for it. Um, it may not be, you know, nefarious. It might just be they don't want to do it. But um, that is something to investigate because I have seen that I've experienced and seen that of when a child starts avoiding a situation, that is a red flag. Um, and your kids often won't talk to you about bullying, even though I just went on a diatribe about it. Um, it's, it makes them feel humiliated. It makes them feel less than and worthless. And it does make them feel like they can't tell anyone, even if they haven't told someone and had it, you know, waved away, you know, then it's it's still embarrassing a lot of the time and it makes you feel like crap. Um, so if if you think your kid is being bullied and they don't want to talk about it, maybe um, try to um, bring it up in a roundabout way that isn't triggering. Like if you're watching a TV show and something that kind of seems like, you know, bullying or is mean happens, um, you can just say like, that was weird. Um, what do you think what do you think about that why do you think that person did that um what would you do you know has that ever happened to you that kind of thing you know or have you ever seen that happen that kind of thing just like kind of make it relatable and comfortable and easy um and and make sure that your kids know that bullying is never okay it is a topic that we all need to be taking extremely seriously if if you're not taking it seriously, you are putting your child and other children at risk for, uh, for suicide. Like, I'm not even joking. I'm just going to say that straight out. It is a bad statistic and it is not going down. Um, make sure that your kids know that bullying others isn't acceptable either. And it's really not okay to not report bullying if you see it happening. Um, make sure they know that they should report it as long as they can do it in a safe way. Um, if, you know, they really probably should not run up to a situation where three girls are jumping another girl and try to grab, you know, but go run for an adult and bring them back to that situation because I know personally, as when I was young, I probably would have just run away and then maybe told someone later. But uh, no, that needs to happen in the moment. And I'm just saying this like so it's somewhat relatable, I guess, kind of, because I was a scared, pathetic little child. And we need to build our kids up so they're not scared and pathetic like me. 
And then they turn out like me and I have to do a podcast to make myself feel like I'm um, making up for the hurt I do in the world, I guess. Um, so <laughs> now I would, um, I'd like to talk about a few organizations that I love that um, were created specifically because um, a child was bullied to death. So the first one I'd like to talk about is the Peyton Heart Project, and that's Peyton, P-E-Y-T-O-N. Um, Peyton James um, was bullied to um, completing suicide on October 13th, 2014. Um, he was a wonderful kid. He was just so like full of life he had the cutest red hair he was just adorable um he wasn't specifically um bullied for being gay i i have not seen anything out there that says he was out or that he was gay or anything like that but the kids called him gay and gay as we know is an insult in schools so that's still happening just so the adults out there know still happening still a bad thing yay so on um october 13th at um no on october 8th he came home there's nothing wrong it seemed nothing different uh 20 minutes later his mom went up to his room and found him and that is a story i hear a lot a lot just seemed normal 20 minutes later the world was over and um luck luckily um luckily i guess the only good thing to come out of that is that he was able to donate his organs and so he was such a um a giving child in life and it's um great that he was able in death to give life to other people so the peyton heart project was created in his honor it was co-founded by jill Cuban and Sue Harris. I hope I'm pronouncing your names right. Um, and what the organization does is um, they um, spread knitted and crocheted like rainbow hearts and, you know, other colors, a lot of times rainbow, with like little encouraging messages attached to them. And you can actually go out to their website and get patterns for it. Um, I have, I actually crochet them all the time when I'm like just kind of staring at the TV or whatever, I've gotten to the point where I can crochet them without looking at them. Um, and um, please don't send more to a quality house because there are 8,000 there right now. They just can't keep up with distributing them. Um, yeah, distribute them around your communities because your communities really need them. And um, we also need them, but, you know, we're working on spreading around 8,000. So uh, keep them where there are not 8,000 <laughs> because 8,000 is a lot. Um, they're just wonderful. Um, if you have an organization, you can get together and do, a, you know, like an activity like that. If you have a youth group or just anything like that, there were groups that would always send... Um, you know, a couple thousand hearts to a quality house, that kind of thing. Um, so, you know, if it's just something you want to teach 
you know, your organization or whatever to do in their spare time. It's really good. Like, uh, it's almost like a fidget spinner for some people. I used to knit in class. I didn't have to look and that helped me pay attention. So, you know, that's another possible fidget thing because I am now well versed in fidgets and currently uh, slime is really big. This is a tangent, but um, slime is big. So get your kids slime, I guess. Um, Let's see. My next one is, whoa, super big. Okay. I'm going to talk about um, Looking Glass LLC. They own the Liberty House here in Topeka, Kansas, right across the street from Equality House. Um, There is a personal story behind this that I'm not going to tell because it's not my story, um, but it is related to this subject. Um, um, I'll quote from their website. The Liberty House stands in solemn memoriam not only as a testament to freedom and liberty, but to honor those lost in the war on LGBT+. In tribute, this home is wrapped in black as, this home wrapped in black is a living memorial to our fallen. With liberty and the pursuit of happiness written into our most basic democratic constructs, we believe all who call America home are entitled to seek these ideals freely and unencumbered. We invite guests to share their stories and photos in our guest book during their stay. Our history is part of us, of all of us. We hope that living here for a moment in time will help us acknowledge our past mistakes while making positive reparations towards our shared future. We want guests to leave feeling empowered and emboldened. And so Liberty House is a um, an Airbnb type thing. I don't, they are on Airbnb, but that's not what they're specifically called. I don't remember what they're called. What is it called? When a house, you can just rent a house. Airbnb is the service. I don't know what you call it. It's that thing. You can find them pretty much everywhere. Um, they, um, the proceeds from their guests um, go toward creating safe spaces in the Midwest, um, of which there are very few. Um, there are very few places for youth to go. Um, and there is legislation about that that desperately needs to be changed and so that's where the proceeds go is to making the world better for um lgbt people specifically youth in a lot of the situations um and um also they are just very awesome people they are some of my favorite people and i would like to say hi to nikki and gwen and Allie, and please come back soon i miss you okay Anyway, um, (laughs) I am going to move on to another one. This is my last one, and um, I have a personal connection with this one, too. Um, So, uh, on September 18th, 2011, at age 14, Jamie Rodmeyer um, died of suicide. And um, it's... (sighs) particularly terrible because he was known on YouTube for posting uh, like positive anti-homophobic anti-bullying videos he aspired to help victims of homophobic bullying he um was severely bullied for his open sexuality um and he took strength from songs by Lady Gaga which I love um 
And it just, um, it just got to be too much. And it, it does, it just gets to be too much. And it's terrible that, you know, especially this 14 year old who was, you know, working so hard to stop the thing that, that, you know, took him is terrible. Um, and even after he died, anonymous bullying was posted all over the internet. Um, it's just, it, it was cyberbullying for the most part that, um, led to his dying of suicide. Um, his very last thing online was to post a tweet to Lady Gaga that says, at Lady Gaga, by Mother Monster, thank you for all you have done, pause up forever. And that breaks my heart, and it broke the heart of Michael Note, who started a memorial Facebook page for Jamie. Uh, Jamie is what he went by, James Jamie. Um, and within just no time at all, there were just so many people on the page showing support and and... Um, wanting to do more. And it really made Michael want to do more. And so he founded the um, 501c3 um, Have a Gay Day. And I loved Have a Gay Day before I knew Michael. Um, but then we met um, during my time at Equality House, and he's amazing. He is an incredible person. He has created an incredible organization. It is amazing. He has managed to take, um, have a gay day from, I mean, not small, but like from what it was when I met him to like this huge, just incredibly good, just working for the best of the world organization. Um, it's in, it is incredible. It has uh, they have um, a food pantry, um, a community space for the public. They do advocacy. They have a billboard campaign, um, and they have like the coolest damn shirts you will ever see. And of course, Michael designs them himself. So go out to go out to their shop and show your support there. Um, they are based in Dayton, Ohio. Um, I suspect that they have the capacity to go national and probably not too far in the future. I don't I don't know how you feel, Michael, but um I think I think you do amazing things and it's going to be big. And it's already big. I think it's going to be just like just through the roof forever. So um check all of those organizations out because they are doing wonderful things. Um, and I have had personal interactions with all of them and I can vouch for all of them. Um, I don't tend to like to go into things that I can't vouch for. So I am vouching for them. I would also like to um, talk about or not just give out information. See, I actually took physical notes this time, huh? Um, give out information about the Trevor Project. Um, that is not based on a real person, but uh, they are the um, leading um, crisis helpline for um, LGBT youth specifically, although I think adults 
also um, can call in. So they have a call in call in line. They have online chats. They have texts, and they now have a um, a new community for um, LGBTQ young people between ages 13 and 24 um, to build a community of affirming friends online. So it's like Facebook, but only for people who are cool, you know, like people who will love you and that kind of thing. Um, So the Trevor Project, um, you you can go to www the trevor project and that's t-r-e-v-o-r the trevor project.org slash get dash help dash now and you can find their phone number um do an online chat text you can text the word start to six seven eight six seven eight uh and their phone number is one eight six six four eight eight seven three eight six so please contact them if you are in crisis if you well if you're in crisis please contact 911 or um whatever 999 i don't we don't have other countries 911 if you are in crisis that is who you contact if you are feeling like you could be getting toward a point where you could be in crisis and you just need to talk to someone um these are the people to talk to. These are the uh, people I refer people to. Um, if anyone has um, an organization that they think is uh, I should be sending people to uh, instead of the Trevor Project, um, please let me know. It is all confidential. It is 100% there for you to keep you alive and in a good space and just give you a place to talk when when there's no one around that you can talk to. Um, and so I have rambled on about this for almost 35 minutes now because I, I really think this is an important topic that uh, I'm sure I was going to say isn't addressed enough. It, it's not addressed enough. It's addressed a lot and there are no solutions. Um, given out and I don't really have solutions either other than to just try and keep up with what our kids are doing are able to do online and offline and be aware if you're if you're in a if you're in a position of power where you can see kids pretty much all the time, anything that slightly could possibly look like bullying, jump on it. And I'm not saying like, you know, kick the kid out of school or whatever, but just kind of, you know, walk over and be like, hey, is everything okay over here? You know, what's going on? You know, and um, either diffuse the situation or, you know, stop it. Or if it's clearly going to become bullying, then you can do something about that, you know? So that's all the advice I have. I would love if you all um, would go out to our Facebook group, Queer All Year Fam, and um, just have a conversation about bullying and, and try and give advice or help about what we can do to make it better. Because 
telling our kids that it gets better is not working. So um, that's the only social media plugging I'm going to do because that feels inappropriate. And I just only want to plug that so that you know where to have a an open dialogue about it. Um, our kids are our future and our history. They will make our history and they have yet to make our future. And we have to make sure that they're still there to be able to make that future and history. And the kids these days make me so hopeful for the future. If you don't get to work with kids, with teens, especially LGBT teens, oh my gosh, I am telling you, the future is bright. And we have to keep that future bright. We have got to help our kids. And um, we are the only people who can do that. And we have to be the history that these kids can stand on and know that there were people who cared and they, they need to be people who care. And that is how we are going to reach a better world. So uh, just keep in mind that everything you do is seen by those around you. And if those around you are kids, um, they're, they're going to take their cues from you. So make sure to love everyone around you, especially love the kids around you. And as always, I love you. All of you.